podcasting from the Calgary West Central Primary Care Network near Chinook Centre. This is the Examiner Podcast. I'm your host, Roma Thompson, the Director of Community Services, Transitions and Integration. And I'm Lisa Bergerman, the Director of Member Services and Engagement. Today, we will be talking about our Senior Services Program here at the Calgary West Central Primary Care Network. So Roma, who do we have on today? Lisa, today we have Dr. Jed Shimizu, who's a Care of the Elderly Physician. And he's one of the physicians that participates on our senior services team and is also a member of our PCN. In addition, we're going to have Julian Peters, who's an LPN, also on our senior services team. Great. I know that there's been a few improvements in the program in the past few months, so I think it'll be great to hear that today. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's get started. <laughs> to get us started, Julian, can you give us a brief overview of just what the senior services program is? Sure, Roma, you bet. So the Senior Services Program is a centralized referral-based program. Um, We have a really robust group of clinicians and practitioners, and it's a really, really great team. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have our our Senior Services RNs is a bulk of the team. We also have our uh, clinic, uh, formerly known as the GAS Clinic, um, the Geriatric Assessment and Support Clinic. Uh, We also have our consulting uh, specialists, and our social worker, and as well as our seniors home-based primary care program. Okay. So there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And then the team that's the gas clinic, who's, who actually makes up that team? Right. So we have uh, five physicians. Um, we also have our pharmacist, Andrea, and our, there'll be a nurse in the clinic, as well as myself, the LPN, and of course our medical office assistant. So tell me, the consulting specialists, what, what area do they focus on? So right now we have geriatric psychiatry mm-hmm. um, and we also have consulting neurology, Yeah, which is great to have on the team. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then we have physicians, a number of physicians that are part of that program. And they, mm-hmm. are they specialists or what's their background? So in the, um, in the clinic, we have five physicians. Um, some of them are care of the elderly specialized physicians and others are just family doctors with... Uh, a good background in geriatric care. I think some of our listeners will be aware that now we have more of a central intake process than what was uh, previously a co-located model. So can you tell us a little bit more about some of those changes and what that what that means for the team? Sure, sure. Yes, that has been a change. So um, previously we had uh, some of our nurses co-located in physician offices, like you mentioned. We are now centralized hub out of the primary care centre. So it's, I think it's been a really positive change overall. Everyone has access to these nurses and for their patients to have home visits. So it's, yeah. it's really been great. As you mentioned, their home visits is a part of the care, but the care can also be provided still in the physician offices if that's what the, the patient prefers. You so, bet. Yeah. yeah, we try to be really flexible to meet the needs of the patients and, and the family physician's sort of goals and expectations for outcomes. So, yeah, we can adapt. If there's room in the clinic, um, the nurse will certainly come out and see the patient at the doctor's office or in their home, or sometimes they're seen here at the primary care center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, Jed, just if you could talk a little bit about the types of referrals that we are hoping to see um, to come to the clinic. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Roma. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of the types of patients we see, um, it really focuses on all the a lot of the key challenges and issues that face a lot of the the seniors that um, I'm sure a lot of the family physicians would uh, would come across day to day. 
Um, a fair number deal with cognitive changes and whether those cognitive changes may be um, caused by a diagnosis of dementia or Alzheimer's disease or something related to that. Um, a, uh, a large chunk also would relate to mobility changes and falls, recurrent falls. Mm-hmm. Um, often that's a more complicated problem. And, and uh, in the clinic, we do have the ability to sift through a, a number of different factors and provide some suggestions. The other big thing that we probably do see are just those complex older adults that have a, a lot of comorbidities on a lot of medications and where the primary care physicians are just starting to face some challenges with balancing all the different diagnoses and needs and symptoms of the patient. Um, so those are probably the the most common things that we would see. Um, but uh, really, in general, most geriatric clinics, they're happy to see pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, that is causing some challenges yeah. for a primary care. And Jen, like, you know, with uh, as you're talking about all the multiple comorbidities and medical issues, layer on, you know, social issues. Oh, yeah. Um, driving safety. Yeah. Yep. So our referrals are often not just one or two issues. It's quite often several. Yeah, several. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then when the physicians are referring patients to the, the senior services team, what information are you looking for th- for them to include in the referral? Um, as, as detailed as they can, the, the questions they want answered, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it, if it is a question of cognition, is it, is it, are they specifically wondering about why well, I, I wonder if this is Alzheimer's disease? Um, if they have specific medication questions, you know, they're debating what to do with certain things or what's more important. Um, anything is as detailed as they can. And, and it's also sometimes helpful for them if they outline, the patients or the family's concerns, because sometimes those might differ slightly, um, but they also might reflect what's most important to, to the family and the patient, and that can help us tailor some of the assessment and the recommendations as well. Yeah. And then when the referral comes into our team, what actually happens? Because I know we have the option of the triple team more comprehensive assessment, or we have the option of one of our RNs doing an initial assessment. So what's the process that would typically happen sure, when that referral is received? Good question, Roma. So when we receive the referral, I mean, like uh, Jed was saying, well, the more information, the more detailed will help us guide where we send that referral. Um, typically, I would say a big bulk of the referrals are sent to the RN for that initial point of contact. Um, and that'll further guide us whether the patient needs further assessment at the clinic for possibly diagnostic clarity or medication adjustments. Um, but yeah, so the amount of information we get from the referral will guide us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say a bulk, like a high percentage of the referrals are seen for the, by the nurse for a home visit initially. And yeah. yeah. And then would the nurse recommend the more comprehensive assessment if we wanted the broader team involved? Or? For sure, yeah. for sure. So that recommendation would come from the RN, um, but also in collaboration with the physician. So um, we really promote phoning and communicating with the, the referring physicians on and helping guide those decisions together. So yeah. trying to work together and not sort of away. We're yeah. kind of an arm extension of the family doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So, And Jed, is this a clinic when the patient is seen, is there often a lot of follow-up from the physician perspective or are they one-off assessments? What does that look like? Yeah, um, depends a bit on the case. Um, and, and the, and the questions being asked, 
um, for uh, a lot of the uh, patients we see in the senior services clinic, it is more of a one-off with a, it is quite a re- detailed report. And, and one of the goals that the team tries to provide is a fairly comprehensive list of recommendations that can be a little bit of a roadmap for the family physician to follow mm-hmm. um, in the short and the medium term. Um, if, if we do sense there's some, um, some issues that need to be further kind of delved into or need some further investigations to, to flush out, then we do sometimes schedule follow-ups. Um, but given that the, the senior services is so well embedded in the PCN and access is actually fairly easy. Sometimes we will leave it back to the primary care provider to just send us um, a re-referral if needed down the road if things change or you know, get more complicated. Yeah. You mentioned some of the team members that are part of uh, the senior services team at the start, Jolene, but I think one of the team members that some of our physicians may not be aware of is that we do have a pharmacist embedded in the team. And although it's not one that physicians can refer to directly, their patients can be seen um, as part right. of this team-based care. So can yeah. you talk a little bit about the referrals or when we would involve the pharmacist in, in those? Sure. So um, our pharmacist is um, part of that clinic visit and it's, we call it a triple team visit. So seen by the nurse, pharmacist and physician. And that's a big part of what we do in clinic, those comprehensive med reviews and um, looking at the medications in detail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and part of that is just as, as the older patients get more complicated, they tend to accumulate more medications and, and, um, it, it does add a lot of value to have the pharmacist who who's probably knows more, frankly, ab- about some of um, those medications and their effects and the adverse effects as, as patients get older. So to have that input with the rest of the team when we do that assessment does, um, does add a, another layer yeah. of, of information and suggestions that we can provide. My name is Dr. Nicola Chappell, Vice Chair of the Board of Directors, and I invite you to join me at the 2019 AGM on Tuesday, October 1st, to cast your vote for four new directors. Our annual general meeting is a vital part of PCN governance and an opportunity for all members to help shape its future. I believe that family physicians must continue to take leadership roles in primary care, and this AGM is your chance to elect the four physicians who will represent you in upcoming board discussions and decision-making. We will also be ratifying important new amendments to our Articles of Association that will modernize and simplify our governance. Whether you vote at the AGM, run as a candidate, or designate a proxy, we need your engagement. Register your attendance or a proxy using the ePly invitation or contact your physician liaison for more information. I look forward to seeing you on October 1st and to greeting the new members of the board following the election. And the other role that I know um, is of great value to this team is the social worker. So what would be the situations where you would involve the social worker in, in the care of these patients? Yes, we, we love our social worker, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> She's been great with um, navigation of systems, um, helping you know look at financial situations, accessing those resources that patients and families aren't aren't always aware of it's you know the system is often daunting so she can really help sort that out um also with future planning you know writing your personal directive 
and some of those legal matters. And I know our, our team is, is great. It's a robust team that we have, but we also rely on some of the other community programs and services to help our team in providing care for the patients. So who are some of the other um, care providers that we, we work alongside closely? Um, well, I suppose home care would be would be a big one. Yeah, um, agreed. <laughs> for for a lot of the the seniors that we see, um, improving and optimizing supports at home, um, wherever that may be, is is often a, a big part of the management plan, especially for patients with cognitive changes or dementia. Um, and so, yeah, home care would be a big one. I'm trying to think of other. I think a lot of the, you know, when we're making a diagnosis of dementia, um, this, those community supports, the Alzheimer's Society, um, the memory programs, the educational programs around dementia is a big one as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a question I've heard from physicians uh, is around capacity assessments. What, what advice would you give to physicians who are, are wondering about how we can support that? I think it's a great question, Roman, because <laughs> it does come up quite frequently. Um, I would say we wouldn't we wouldn't promote that we take referrals for primary capacity assessment, but it often comes up later on down the road, um, and we're more than willing to support family doctors in doing capacity assessments when they're straightforward, not not too complicated. We're we're more than happy to um, help with those, and sometimes we'll refer on to the capacity assessment team for the more complex cases. Yeah, and and I would. I would say that um, you know probably most of the the physicians that work with the senior services services team would um, would be fine with kind of talking through some of those cases with with any of the family physicians referring to us because mm -hmm. um, it 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 often can seem like a very complicated thing um, although it, most of the time it really isn't um, and so yeah I mean we'd be happy to help with those sorts of things if yeah. it does come up. So if physicians are just have a question, um, rather than actually refer a patient into the program, is this something that they could For actually sure. phone up and speak to one of the team, one of the physicians, just to get some advice on the, the management of their patients? Yeah, I would open that up and encourage that. Even if you're not sure where to send your patient, sometimes we can help just have that conversation and find the most appropriate service or program. Yeah. And for patients who have actually been to the program, they've, they've had their assessment and they, they've seen the team uh, I know there's quite a comprehensive report that's generated. Uh, what would a physician expect to see back from the, the clinic and what sort of timeline would they expect to, or should they expect to get that from? So they, like you said, they get a, a comprehensive report mm -hmm. um, from all the, the team members, the physician, the, the pharmacist, as well as the, uh, the nurse. Um, typically that gets sent out correct me if I'm wrong, Jolene, probably within one or two weeks. Yeah, one to two weeks, I would say. Yeah. Another question I've heard from our physician members is around the time of the clinic visit, because it is a three-hour visit, which is long for some of our seniors to participate in. So what actually happens in that visit and what's the experience like from a, a patient perspective? Well, it typically is a long visit. You're right, three hours on average. Uh, so the, the patient will be, we always ask the patient to bring a family member. So um, they can have that support. They'll, they'll meet with the nurse initially and then the pharmacist and then the physician. The team kind of has little conferences between visits. Um, it, this visit can be pretty daunting for, for some of our seniors. They're scared that we're going to perhaps take some of their independence away or move them to a nursing home. 
So a big a big part of the visit to you is is building that rapport and trust and uh, confidence in us in our team that we're actually trying to support and maintain their independence. <laughs> yeah, the, the other reason that it, it is a little bit longer um, is there is just a lot of usually a lot of information that mm-hmm. we kind of go through. Um, and as Jolene mentioned, we do prefer if a family member or a close friend or someone can come with them. And part of that is also t- so that the team can have um, some collateral information on on history and uh, on what's going on. Because, um, of course, if, if someone does have some questionable cognitive deficits or memory concerns, then it is helpful to have a second voice yeah. um, that can provide some of that information. Yeah, sometimes I'll say that I've got one hour yeah. In a short time, I'm going to try to get to know you and, and your situation as best I can. Yeah. So, Another question that I've, I've heard actually is from physicians who are confused between our program and seniors health at Alberta Health Services. And I've actually heard from some physicians that they send a referral to both because they weren't sure about wait times and how long they had to wait. And I know our wait times were long mm-hmm. um, a while back for our, our program. And so... What are our wait times now and what's the difference between our program and Seniors Health at Alberta Health Services? Definitely. And we'll catch that, by the way. If okay. there's been two referrals sent out, we, we will be able to identify that oh, at triage. Um, there's been a lot of changes to Seniors Health. Uh, their program has done an actual big change. We would probably connect with Seniors Health and try to decide where the patient might be more appropriately to, to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so those might be cases where, um, when we talked about earlier about uh, a, a phone call with the referring provider, um, just going through the referral and and getting a, a bit of an idea of what what the questions are mm-hmm. um, can help direct that whether it, it is something that should go to seniors health or whether it is something that could be well suited to the senior services at the the PCM. Yeah. And yeah. I understand they're looking for generally more complex um, diagnostic questions. Is that right? I think than... so, Roma. Yeah. And just to go back, you asked about our wait times. Yeah. And yeah. so for the clinic, the senior services clinic, we're currently around six weeks. So That's not great. too bad. Seniors health wait times apparently has decreased. But like you say, they're yeah. really wanting a, a, more, a, a workout or sorry, workup done before they're yeah. um, referred on there. So. And that's great because I think a year ago our wait time was closer to sixteen weeks rather than yes, six weeks. We've, so that's we've really improved yeah. on our wait time. And then for the nurse only assessment, is that that shorter? Yeah, much shorter. A yeah. nurse is able to see your patient in one to two weeks right now. You mentioned earlier about the specialists that are part of our program. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about what the specialists sure. are, how they're involved, and what that looks like? Yeah, so um, as we mentioned before, there, we do have access to both um, neurology consultants and geriatric psychiatry. For the neurologists, I think we have, is it two neurologists? Two, yeah. That, uh, that rotate. Um, and we generally have rounds with them every six weeks or so um, when the, the, uh, the senior services nurses and physicians can present cases that might have a bit of a neurology component. Um, and sometimes that's a very quick question and answer. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. And sometimes it does end up leading to an, an actual referral um, to the neurologist for further assessment. Okay. Yeah, so the neurologist will actually see one patient each six weeks round. Okay. Yeah. And the physician, the family physician can be part of that if they want to, is that Most correct? certainly, yeah. most certainly, yeah. Um, in recent conversations with the team, 
I'm actually encouraging them to invite the family physician and be a part of that rounds discussion, mm -hmm. most definitely. And then we also have a Jerry Psych support to the program, which I know is a bit of a longer wait list at the moment, but yes, then. and that's my my the program I'm most passionate about, Roma, because yeah. that's where my background is yeah. in Jerry Psych. Um, we do have a little bit of a longer wait time right now. I think it's about two months. Um, we just have one uh, geriatric psychiatrist at the moment. Um, but it's such a popular and much needed program. So we're looking at um, increasing that as well so that we can decrease the wait times. Yeah. And then what about the future? Because I know this is a program that we're constantly changing, we're evolving, because we now have access for all of our physicians and all of their patients to, mm -hmm. to all aspects of our program. But what's in store for, for the next little while? Do we have other plans? Um, well, I've heard uh, that we've recently hired an OT. So that's really exciting. Again, we'll be adding another geriatric psychiatrist to the team and depending our referral numbers keep growing so depending on that we we may bring on more nurses down the road who knows as we wrap up for physicians who are not familiar with our referral processes and how to actually access this program um, where do they go where do they find this information so you can find our central referral on the examiner or you can always call the clinic and yeah. talk to me directly and what's the clinic phone number so the clinic phone number is 403-686-0020. Dr. Jed Shimizu, Jolene Peters, thank you both very much for joining me today. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. You have been listening to The Examiner Podcast, the podcast designed for members of the Calgary West Central Primary Care Network. If you enjoyed this show and want to hear more, subscribe today via iTunes or Google Play. Or to learn more, visit The Examiner your best source for up-to-date information on your PCN and your membership. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, or if you think you might like to get involved, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact your physician liaison or email memberservices at cwcpcn.com with your ideas or suggestions. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.